0: You are listening to the Business Society podcast with Melissa Houston, CPA, financial strategist for CEOs, and a Forbes.com columnist. The Business Society community is where business owners come together to learn about real business, common problems, and real solutions. Are you a successful business owner who is now ready to learn how to increase your profit margins so that you can keep more money in your pocket and build your personal net worth? You are in the right place. With over 20 years of experience working with business owners, I share with you real advice that will help you increase the profit in your business and build your net worth. I know you're a genius at what you do, regardless of what profession you're in, and I'm here to help you make sense of the money and other pressing business issues. Have a business problem? We'll find real business solutions. Welcome to a solo episode of the Business Society podcast. So today it's just you and me talking. It's a cold gray day in Ottawa. We're starting to, you know, see signs of winter and the snow is going to start flying soon. And if I keep thinking about that it'll be too depressing. But I have planned a trip for this year. I'm so excited to be traveling down south in February. So I do have something to look forward to because if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that last year was a very rough winter with COVID and no traveling. So being located in Canada, having a trip down south every year, I know it's a first world problem, but I really do appreciate at least having a week down south because it really changes your perspective when you're in those dark gray, like really short sunlight days where we get, you know, up in Ottawa. But anyways back to the podcast where i want to tell you that i really like recording these type of episodes because i feel that it's more intimate, right? So, i don't mean for that to sound weird. It's not meant to, but i just really enjoy having that time with you to share information that i believe is going to help you build your business. So when it's solo episodes, it gives me the floor to tell you exactly what i think. I certainly think there's a lot of value in the interviews that i do because it gives you a different perspective and understanding of the challenges that business owners face but when you're talking to me you're gonna get a no filtered you know truthful discussion of you know what's going on in business and what you should be looking for and what you shouldn't so having said that today we are talking about passive income and I'm not holding back because I have some pretty strong opinions about the term passive income I'm going to tell you what I think And I think that in the online space, there's too much talk about passive income when you're talking about creating courses and all that jazz, right? Because I don't know about you, but I often hear people talking about, oh, create a course it's passive income and you're going to make so much money. But nothing could be further from the truth. And I swear, I've tried it myself. I got sucked into it. And there's nothing passive about course creation. So there are opportunities to create passive income. But the huge misconception about passive income is that it takes no effort to create. So the textbook definition does mention that, you know, it should take no effort. So that's why I think when we talk about your traditional passive income, it may be generally mislabeled, but we're going to get into that in a minute. So before I get into, you know, my rant about passive income, I just want to extend an invitation to you. So if you're on Facebook, I would love to have you join us in the Business Society community. So we've created a group there and it's growing and it's getting more active. And I'm starting to absolutely love this group. I will leave the link in the show notes for you to join. But we're starting to have a lot of fun in this group. And it's a great place for you to connect with like-minded business owners Where we talk about not just how to manage your money in your business, but we talk about other issues that affect you in your business as well. So it's very similar to what we're doing on the podcast, but it just gives you that extension of community where you can join and talk about your business, talk about, you know, all these great wins that you're having and maybe some challenges that you have along the way. Being an entrepreneur can definitely be a very lonely path or journey, the more you can alleviate that loneliness, the better off you'll be. So being in the presence of other entrepreneurs is extremely valuable. So I really encourage you to join. I'm having a lot of fun in the group and I hope you will too. And if you join and it's not quite what you're thinking, or you want to see something that is more meaningful to you, reach out to me and let me know because I'm here to create something that you are going to appreciate. So if I don't know what you want, then I can't offer it. So I would love to hear from you and hear any ideas that you have on improving the group and covering things that you want to hear about. Because quite often I have guest experts coming in and it's an extension, like I said, of the podcast, but it also has guests that you wouldn't normally hear on the podcast as well. So because I have, I'd like, I love my job. I meet so many different people. So many different entrepreneurs, and I would love to give them a space to speak on as well. But I can't do that for everybody for the podcast. So I also started inviting them to the Facebook group to talk to people and stuff. So anyways, long story short, it's an invite for you. I really hope that you will join us over there as well. Okay, have you heard of passive income? Passive income has to be one of the most delightful ways to make money. So textbook definition is passive income is money which flows in regular intervals without the need for putting in a considerable amount of effort to create it. So essentially, passive income is getting your money working for you. So your money is doing the job of creating more money. And that's what makes it passive. So that's the textbook definition. And I'll say it one more time. Passive income is money which flows in regular intervals without the need for putting in a considerable amount of effort to create it. Okay. So the general idea is passive income happens when you invest your money somewhere and your money starts working for you with no effort. Okay. So the reason why passive income is appealing is that it requires little effort to make money. You invest your money in a product that will generate an income. But beware, all passive income is not created equally. And I'm going to touch on that in a minute. But first, I also want to talk about how passive income is taxable. So it is taxable, but don't let that deter you from creating passive income. So what happens is passive income will be added on to any other income that you're creating, whether you're you know employed or if you pay yourself through your business or you've got dividends and all sorts of stuff. There's all sorts of Different ways you can pay yourself. And passive income is taxed a little differently than active income. And and when I say active income, I mean paying yourself through a payroll where you're taxable through the government, but it's still taxable. So have knowledge before you're investing. But I would never deter anybody from making an extra dollar because they're afraid that they're going to be taxed more than they make because that is not how it works. But I have heard that misconception out there. So, worst case scenario, if, well, depending on the tax rates when you listen to this. But let's say you've got a 50% tax, like you've hit that 50% tax tier. And that happens, maybe it's 60%, whatever. But the point is for every dollar that you make, if you're at that 50% threshold, you're going to be taxed 50 cents on every dollar that you make. So what does that leave you with? It leaves you with 50 cents. So you're still 50 cents ahead of the game. So I would never deter anybody from investing in products that are going to produce passive income because you're still making money on it with relatively little effort. So unfortunately, tax is a certainty. We all get stuck paying taxes, but don't let taxes deter you from making more money because The misconception usually is if you're at a 50% tax rate, then all your income is going to be taxed at 50% and that is not how it works. It works in a tiered system. But this could be a podcast for another day. So what is passive income? So the goal of passive income is to earn money while you sleep. So really passive income is literally doing very little to get your money working for you. So You invest time in building something up front. So you're investing in in a certain type of asset that will generate income down the road with little effort on your part. So building a business that requires time up front but allows you to work less as the business gets going is definitely a great way to generate passive income. But you see how while you're in the business, it really is not passive because you're actively working at it so that you can enjoy life in the future. So what what I mean by that is when you create investments in your business and some people create retirement plans or retirement savings in their business becomes a huge retirement vehicle. And then you're just drawing money after you wind down the business. You're just drawing that capital out of the business until it's depleted. So that is a great way to create passive income. So investing in financial products is also a great way. So if you're investing in products that produce dividend income or interest income and the actual product appreciates in value over time, that is another great way to create passive income. So typically what that involves is, you know if you're going into the stock market, when you're going into the stock market, you have to look at it with eyes of long-term investing when you're investing passively right? So what you're going to do is invest in good quality stocks that pay dividends and that the actual stock you know typically will increase in value over time. So that is a really good investment strategy to get that passive income. So what investors do often is they'll purchase their stocks and they set it and forget it and check on it periodically. So you're not, you know, looking at it every day or five times a day or whatever, seeing if it's up or down or whatever, because this is a long term investment. So let's say, for example, for me, one of the stocks that I like to invest in is CP Rail. I have money invested there and I know that's a strong stock and I know that it's going to serve me well over time. I don't look at the fluctuations up and down over the year, right? I just check in every year to make sure it's making money for me. And that it's making a decent amount of money if if it's meeting my expectations, then that's great because I know that the stock values over time. So I I always check that every year. Did it, did it grow this year? Yes, it did. That's fantastic. And see how much dividend income I produce from that stock. So I have a diversified portfolio. And these are the things that I do to ensure that, you know, I'm setting myself up to have my money making money for me. So in that sense, that is a very passive way for me to create more income for myself because I literally invest in solid stocks that are appreciating over time and providing some sort of income for me. And I don't worry about it. And I've diversified to mitigate the risk, right? So if CP Rail crashed, I have other stocks that can, you know, sort of make up for, you know, whatever crashes and unfortunately, that does happen when you're in the stock market. There's no such thing as a crystal ball. But if you get a good financial advisor who can, you know, point you in the right direction and you really understand what you're investing in, you know, investing that way can be a really great way for you to, to earn passive income. So there's many ways a beginner can start investing and making money. So Warren Buffett is known to say, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you will make, or sorry, you will work until you die. That's a very grim. I love Warren Buffett. I think he's like such a, such a wise man. And I love using his quotes because they're brilliant. So often when people need more money, they turn to part-time jobs or side hustles. But really the better option would be to stop trading time for money and start creating that passive income because it can really pay off. So now we're going to get into my little rant of what passive income is not. And this is where I have more issues with the online world and the course creators. So like I mentioned earlier, I've heard so many course creators say, and of course they're going to say this because they're trying to sell you on the idea of creating a course because those are the services that they're offering you. So they're going to sell it by saying, hey, this is a great way to create passive income but it really only works for people who have huge audiences, right? So you really need to have a huge engaged audience to get people to buy your courses. Typically, people want to work one-on-one with you and other means of working with you. Courses, yes, they're popular. They've definitely become more popular during the pandemic, but they are also harder to sell. So I'm just saying that creating a course is not a great way to create passive income because a lot of work goes into creating that course, advertising that course, promoting that course, getting people onboarding that course. So I really don't see there's there's not a lot of passive income in that. This is not a great way to create passive income. So creating a course takes a lot of work and then you have to think about how you're going to sell it. So keep that in mind. You know, a lot of business owners launch. So they launch their courses every couple of months or they go evergreen where courses are a tough sell and a different beast and you have to put money into advertising. And then with the iOS updates that that Apple has done, the Facebook ads aren't as effective as they used to be. And it's just turned into a real big mess right now from what I hear. So this is what I'm hearing from other course creators and stuff. And my point is, is if you've heard that course creation is a great way to create passive income, I am here to say, you know, I'm, I'm bursting your bubble and killing the party. I mean, there's, I mean, that's what accountants do. We know how to suck the fun out of everything. And the reality is it's not a great passive income stream. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying, if you think that it's going to create passive income, think again. So be careful when you are creating courses out there. Okay. And don't even get me started on, you know, the profit of creating a course. Another thing I hear a lot in online spaces with courses is that, oh, look at me, I had a $7 million launch or, you know, multiple six-figure launch or whatever numbers that they're they're touting, that's great. But if you've had a great launch like that, hey, bravo to you. I'm super excited for you. That is amazing to even reach those numbers. But you really have to be careful of the profit that you made on that launch, right? So to create these seven figure launches, there's a lot of money that goes behind it. A lot of money in ads, a lot of money in affiliate marketing, a lot of money in payouts for copywriters and staff to help you and all sorts of stuff. I mean, like it—it it is a beast. So often those seven figure launches are really not all that profitable. So you really have to watch your numbers. Those course creators, that entice you with their stories of making seven figures on their launches aren't telling you the costs that go behind it. So if they're not willing to share that and you've asked them and they still don't want to share, then, you know, it's a bit of a red flag. So these are huge launches and there are huge price tags that go with them. So true story, just, you know, be wise, be knowledgeable, know what you're getting into, make informed decisions. Okay, so enough about the course creation because not everybody who listens is a course creator or in the online business world. So now we're going to talk about the types of passive income that you can use to generate money. Okay, generate your wealth. So a common one is investing in bonds and GICs. So this is a financial instrument that is very secured. So when financial instruments are very secured, that means that your chance of getting that principal amount back is very good. So the principal amount is like, okay, let's say that I bought a $1,000 bond. So the principal amount is the $1,000 I paid. So to get more than $1,000 back is the goal after investing in at least a year or so, right? So because the security of getting my money back bonds and GICs are very very safe typically you do get the principal back so they offer minimal interest okay so I think right now the interest rates on bonds and GICs are you know you'd be lucky to find something that was higher than three percent just depends on where you're shopping but you have to be very mindful of that so that means that if you invested a thousand dollars in a bond at three percent for one year So you went to cash in your bond, you would get $1,003 back after a year. So what they're doing is they're paying you to borrow your money. So they're a safe investment, but the drawback is that they do offer lower interest payments. Okay, now another way to create great passive income is investing in the stock market. So we did talk about that a bit. There's more risk in investing in the stock market as there are no guarantees with your money. So when you buy a stock, they're not guaranteeing that you're going to get that back, right? So anything can happen. There's been, you know, some real tragedies over the years where stocks are selling for really really high, they've been valued at blue chip stocks, they find out there's some crappy accounting going on in the back end. They were misleading investors, lying, and the stock crumbles and boom, there's nothing to give back to investors. So you have to be mindful that this stuff does happen so that's where the risk is in the stock market nothing is guaranteed but the idea to purchase shares in exchange for those shares appreciating in value is where the gold is right so and good shares will also offer dividend payments as well so when you're investing in a stock essentially you're investing in a piece of the pie right so let's say i don't know coca-cola they sell their their stocks for X amount of dollars. I decide to buy a share for X amount of dollars. Let's say I bought it for $100, which I know that that's not the trading price. So don't don't quote me on this. But, you know, just for simplicity's sake, I bought it for $100 and a year later, it's, it's valued at $110, which is fantastic. And they also paid me dividends on top of it, which was $2 for my share for the year. You know, so essentially for $100, they had my money for a year, assuming that I cashed in, I made $12 because the asset appreciated and I got a dividend income from it. So essentially that's passive income because I really didn't do much to earn that money. So another really good example of passive income, and this one, I'm not a hundred percent sold on the fact that it's passive, is rental property. Okay. So Investing in rental property can be a passive investment if you hire somebody to do the maintenance and repairs and all the management for the building. So ideally, the the building that you're investing in will appreciate over time because it's real estate and the idea is that you will be renting it out so you'll be earning rental income each and every month, hopefully, providing that you have tenants to fill the building and then that's how you're earning your revenue right? So you have to be careful because if you decide to be the landlord, that's where rental properties are no longer passive. So it takes work. So if your tenant calls you because there's a broken pipe or, you know, the electrical work needs upgrading or there's been a fire, whatever, you are responsible for dealing with these issues. But if you have a property agent who is doing this all on your behalf, then yes, technically it can be very passive. But if you're actively the landlord and you're dealing with everything, it's not such a passive way to create money, but it's still, it could be a good investment. But you see the difference between passive and not passive. So another great way to create passive income is through royalties. So a royalty is a legally binding payment made for the use of assets such as copyrighted works. So a common example is books and music. Okay, and, and there's also franchises and natural resources. But what we're commonly going to see is books, music, and franchises in the business world, right? And so if I authored my book and it was on the market and I made a deal with my publisher that for every book that was sold, I was going to get $2 in royalty, then I would be making $2 off each book that sold past a certain level. So that's very passive because I already put the work in up front. And the royalties come back on the back end. And the same works with music as well. So this is how musicians get so wealthy is because they're earning royalties on their music. So every time a radio station plays their song, they get a certain amount in royalties for them using that song. And franchises get royalties in different ways as well and natural resources. So royalties would definitely take work on the front end but the back end could be very, very passive and lucrative depending on what you're, what you're getting royalties on. And then another one is affiliate marketing. Affiliate marketing is when you earn a commission for selling another person's product or service. So typically you would partner with another person and sell their product and you would make like maybe 30% off each sale that you're making. So that works really, really well. You're not really doing anything on your part. You're letting your partner use your audience to sell something. So that can be passive. And fractional investing is a new way of investing your income. And it's definitely something that I'm I'm exploring a lot further because I think it's brilliant, especially in the real estate market where it's become such a high price to get in there. So it's a little different than an REIT, which is controlled through, I I mean, I don't want to get into it because I'm not an expert in this field. I'm just making suggestions and fractional investing can be a good option because a lot of tech companies are disrupting the traditional methods of investing and allowing people to invest in fractions, which is way more affordable. So real estate and stocks are crowdsourced, and this makes investing more affordable. So the bottom line is passive income. You have to be careful because not all passive income is created the same. So understanding what the differences are is going to help you so much in choosing what you're going to invest in, And getting your money to work for you is a smart way to earn money and really should be the goal. It frees up your time pursuing active income, and it's an excellent way to protect the value of your money. So ideally, you're investing your money in appreciable assets, and that offers passive income as well. So just so you know, this is the secret that rich people use, okay? So rich people know how to invest their money, and it all boils down to this you invest your money in appreciable assets that offer passive income as well. So when I talk about, you know, investing money in property or stocks or, you know, what have you, you're investing that $1 that you know is going to grow to $2 at some point and also give you some dividend payments or interest income on top of it. So, or, or rental income. So, Understanding that that's how you can set yourself up and your financial future to make yourself very financially comfortable is key. So, being wealthy is all in how you manage your money. And when you're holding on to your money and managing it wisely, that's how you create your wealth. So, thank you for being here today. If you like what you hear, I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, review it, and you know, just give me your feedback. I'd love to hear from you. And please don't forget to join us in the Business Society community group on Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Business Society podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Melissa Houston. And never forget, nobody will ever care about your money as much as you do. So never give your financial power away.